You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. Episode 290, Going Plant-Based on a Budget with Tony Akamoto. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today is an episode, we have an episode, that I've always wanted to do on this show, but have always been a little nervous. Mm, yeah. I love that reason for doing <laughs> it, though. Push through the nervousness yeah. usually makes for the best episodes. Yeah. Well, when we talk about diet, it is very, it's a very heated, like, topic. Yeah. Uh, and we are by no means a nutrition podcast. So we're not telling people how to eat. But... When I was paying off $78,000 of debt with my husband, I was a vegetarian. And I noticed when meal planning and cooking that my budget essentially was much lower than that of other people I talked to. And and the biggest difference was the amount of meat we mm-hmm. were consuming. Yeah, And so I've always been an advocate for eating a more plant-based diet, especially while paying off debt, but just in general, too, for health reasons, for sustainability reasons. But like, I'm not on a high horse where I think that that's the only way to do things. Mm. So I'm, I'm glad we've got Tony on to talk about it because she does give a very kind... Yeah explanation. We're on a very short, much shorter horse Mm -hmm. over here. And while we're not nutritionists by any means, we're trying to tell people what to do with with their lives. We recognize that a big portion of our income will go to buying food. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's many in our communities, including ourselves, who are interested in how to also eat well. How can we get the nutrients Mm -hmm. that our bodies need into our diets and regular routines? And how can we also be conscious of 
our food budget and our spending mm-hmm. in that regard. And, and also just kind of like sift through and weed out some of the misconceptions about various styles and types of eating. And so Tony's here in a really non-judgmental way to explain all of that to us and help make this a more approachable topic, I think. Absolutely. But first... Uh, this episode is brought to you by Ch-ch-ch-ch-changes Ow! Turning the beat around Whether you're deciding you don't <laughs> care that much anymore wow. If your house is clean Or you're trying a new method Of wearing the same outfit all week or you're considering a new way of eating, we're all making changes, hopefully for the better. And if you want to know about the changes some of your fellow listener friends made in order to become debt-free, then tune in to our YouTube channel. That's right. Frugal Friends are on YouTube. And you can watch some super inspirational debt-free stories, again, from fellow Frugal Friends podcast listeners calling in, talking about how they became debt-free. You get to see their face our faces. It's on video. It's on YouTube. Go there, subscribe, click the notification button. It's beautiful. And nobody is going to give you the advice to not change your outfit all week. That is (laughs) not a tip that anybody (sighs) gave to pay off debt faster. Changes. Changes were not changing. (laughs) (laughs) The change I'm making is not changing. Yes. That is not a thing. Um, we we even made an edit of somebody giving a tip that we didn't agree with. <laughs> we took it out. <laughs> so all of the tips in there from our listeners are very useful, very inspiring. Yeesh. So definitely go uh, search Frugal Friends on YouTube. Do it. And... So whenever we talk about food, it's a popular topic, especially when we talk about eating healthy on a budget, because that's the thing that people don't want to give up. It's eating healthy. And when people have a certain diet they want to stick to, they are very adamant about that. So we'll get emails about like, oh, I want to be paleo, but how do I like bring my grocery budget down? And and I'm like, well... You don't really. <laughs> That's you've chosen this one thing to value. So there has to be other things that you value less and you cut those things. Mm. And so, but this is a way going plant based. And we'll talk about kind of what that means. It, we are saying kind of synonymous with vegan, but really just all ingredients are plant based versus animal based. That's kind of how we're referring to that. But this is a very affordable way to, of all the diets on the market, this is a very affordable one. Mm. We are huge advocates for incorporating whole foods into your diet. It is definitely the best like way to save money on being healthy. And so we're going to just dive into kind of what makes a plant-based diet expensive, what makes it affordable, and even how you can customize it if maybe your whole household doesn't agree with what you found. Mm, Um, So much to get into. Yeah. And if this concept of eating healthy on a budget is intriguing to you, you can queue up some other episodes. Episode 182, Eat Healthier, More Affordably and Easier with Cassie Joey Garcia. That was an awesome Mm -hmm. episode. Episode 147, How to Eat Healthy on a Budget. Those are just to name a few. We've got plenty about just food in general. And this one too from Tony. (laughs) 
Yes. And we're so happy to have Tony as an expert in this. I know we talk about it a lot on our own. Um, but Tony, she's the founder of Plant Based on a Budget. So this is her whole thing is talking about how to go plant based affordably. Um, it's a popular website and meal plan that shows you how to save money by eating veggies. And she's also the author of Plant Based on a Budget and the co-host of the Plant Powered People podcast. Ooh. Oh, you know we love a good alliteration. Changes. <laughs> and her new cookbook uh, is called Plant Based on a Budget Quick and Easy. So we're li- sh- covering the gamut. Tony is literally the best person um, to talk about this with. So here she is. She's a gem. Tony, thank you so much for joining us on the Frugal Friends podcast. This is going to be a really fun episode, I think. Yes. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. I love saving money. And so your podcast is like my jam. Yes. We love to hear that from our guests. We love jam. Butter us up. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Jam us up. Yes. (laughs) All right. So... You are an expert on going plant-based on a budget. So our first question for you is, what's the biggest misconception about going plant-based? The biggest misconception about going plant-based for me and from what I hear often is that people believe it has to happen overnight and it has to be all or nothing. And for me, it took six years to become plant-based. I gradually and very slowly moved away from the foods that I was very familiar with and very comfortable eating. And I still feel as plant-based as the next person. It just took me a little bit longer. And I also made sure that I set myself up for success long-term. And I know that doing something before you're completely comfortable can set you up for failure. You can think, oh, well, I messed up. Tried it, didn't work for me. Instead of continuing on little by little by little by little. And I also feel like that's about money saving too. That can be applied to so many different things. That's such a good point. The familiarity aspect that can be such a barrier for many of us. It it might not be that, oh, I would never like it or I couldn't sustain on that. It just might be, I'm not familiar with it. I've never, we, we kind of stick to the things that, that we know, but oftentimes when we're willing to branch out, try new things step by step, we learn more about ourselves and we might be open to things we didn't think we were open to. So I, I love that point about it. I think a applies to a lot of different aspects of life too, not just our diets. So true. Actually, it reminds me of the time, the very first time I went to a vegetarian restaurant, a friend who was vegetarian brought me and said, order anything you want. And I looked at the menu, didn't know of any of the things on there. And I was like, I'll have the white rice. And I literally only ordered white rice because I didn't know anything on Mm -hmm. there. And for me, Becoming plant-based, what really opened my world and my palate up to all of these different international cuisines and different types of ingredients because I didn't have a lot of courage to venture out before that. Yeah. It it also has this element of like the all or nothingness that we're so used to. It's either I'm all plant-based or I'm all 
nothing. I'll not plant-based, you know? <laughs> I eat everything, yeah. It's, yeah, it's that identity thing. And I think your journey to, like, over six years to slowly become fully plant-based like gives permission to a lot of people. Like, I'm not a vegetarian anymore, but I eat, like, probably two or three plant-based meals a week. So that doesn't make... You wouldn't think, like, I I don't identify as that anymore, but it doesn't mean I can't incorporate it into my life. Exactly. And in fact, I've surveyed my audience and about 65% of people who are part of my community eat everything, but want to incorporate more plant-based dishes. They realize that it's healthier for you to have very vegetable-heavy, fruit-heavy meals in your life and want that for their families. Could we take a moment just to define some of these different words? I know that like we use vegetarian or plant-based or, but I know that there's differences between all of these things and some overlap as well. When you talk plant-based, Tony, what does that primarily mean for you? Or maybe what's the spectrum that you've seen? The, this is a really, really heated subject for many, (laughs) but for me, it's not. You can really, if, if, I don't ever judge anybody. So if you want to call yourself vegetarian like I did and um, pick the pepperoni off of your pepperoni pizza and just not eat that part, like you do you. That's that's how I started. And uh, and so vegetarian is not eating meat. And there are some ingredients that other vegetarians don't eat as well, but they tend to uh, eat eggs and cheese and other dairy products. And then there's vegan. Vegans often are a little bit more on the ethical side, but there are other vegans who are not and they just want to eat less animal products or no no animal products. Um, and But that tends to be more of a lifestyle. So no leather, no fur. They try to buy cruelty-free products, no, not tested on animals. And so it's more of a lifestyle. And then plant-based, this is the one that's a little bit tricky. Uh, I know people who are plant-based and are diehard plant-based, but they still eat meat sometimes. There are still, uh, there are people who are plant-based who they believe that they don't eat oil. I believe oil came from plants and I use plant-based synonymous to vegan. So there are, there's like a whole spectrum of just the word plant-based. And I feel like if you want to eat more plants and you feel comfortable labeling yourself plant-based, us, you do you. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) If we just want to stick to the basics Mm -hmm. of plant-based meaning plants, then that's great. Yeah. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. I eat food that was made from plants and mm-hmm. uh, that that is a very, very vast range of food. Yeah. So for someone hearing this and realizing, great, I can I can intersect with this concept, this way of eating and living on a variety of ways. What would you say is the easiest way for someone to get started if they're also considering their budget? I know that Jen has a lot of thoughts about this um, with meal planning because that's always where I start. I feel like having a plan with saving money period is going to get you far and really taking stock of what's in your pantry so that you're not buying ingredients that you don't need and not finding it, not finding recipes are 
that are online that require a whole new list of ingredients that you have to spend money on and maybe don't go together. So you can't use the celery that you have left over in your soup because now you're making a pasta and pasta doesn't have that salary. So being a little bit thoughtful and smart about your planning and then using that planning at the grocery store, because the grocery store is uh, like a very hard place to navigate when you're on a budget. Yes, (laughs) I know Yeah, the marketing is so fantastic. They've got colors Mm. and beautiful signage. And what we don't know as consumers often is that there is a lot of paid placement at the grocery store. So when you go in and you see this big like sale sign, tomato sauce is $1. You're thinking, oh, great. This is, I needed tomato sauce. But often that's not the cheapest and it's better for you to avoid that intro section and then also the end caps and go straight to the aisle. Look for your tomato sauce. Don't even look just in your line of sight, look all the way around because that could be paid placement too. And look for the cheapest by price per ounce. So often that's private label, but still do your diligence and make sure that's the cheapest. And there are so many hacks like that when you're at the grocery store, just shopping smartly, making sure that you've eaten before you've gone uh, so that you don't purchase impulsively. Make sure you have a plan so that you're not randomly grabbing ingredients because they're on sale or because they look good or because you just want to try them uh, and stick to the plan. Yeah. It seems like such a misconception that going plant-based would be more expensive when the reality is that meat is what usually costs us a lot of money. Although I know even for myself, if we're starting to talk about cutting dairy, then then there's a lot of other alternatives. And sometimes I see that those alternatives to whatever recipes are going to call for that might have dairy in it, the alternatives might be more expensive. And so I'm curious your thoughts on how to begin, like if, if someone were at that end of the spectrum with, I, I also want to cut out like the dairy and the cheeses and the eggs and all of that. And yet trying to find some reasonable alternatives, how, how might they go about, yeah, planning for that well and wisely within their money? I've found that sticking to plants like whole foods is going to be the cheapest option. And you can still have a very delicious and familiar experience with tastes and textures with your seasonings. And one thing that I go back to all the time, because I come from a family of meat lovers and I don't eat meat, but I've also been on a budget for my whole adult life. I would I lived under the poverty line until maybe in the past four years. Uh, and so I was on a tight budget. And one meal that I kept going back to are lentil tacos. Lentil tacos are my favorite. You use all the same thing. You wouldn't put cheese on it, but it's still delicious. Uh, and you would cook the lentils instead of the beef and you'd flavor them the same. You'd use, uh, I use a taco seasoning packet, but if you if you use all the, If you make your own blend, that's fine too, with some onion, lettuce, tomato, and corn tortillas. Oh my gosh, delicious. My meat-loving family loves it. So it doesn't have to be um, 
a sacrifice. And also, if you give food a try without the alternatives, because those can get pricey, you'll find that with the right seasonings, it's so filled with flavor and it's healthier for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're all about values-based budgeting and spending anyway. So Mm -hmm. if this is a decision that we want to make with the way that we're feeding ourselves and interacting with the world, then we can find room to do that and cut in other places Mm -hmm. as well. But also it's, it's like anything else, like going minimal or you name it, where there's a way to do it expensive and there's a way to do it within our means. And both can be really amazing and really great and really tasty. I find Mm -hmm. the people who like are primarily plant-based eat that way. They make incredible food. I think maybe because like there's more time and not maybe not a ton of extra time and effort but like you care more about like the main if we the main dish spices, is the veggie Jill. Yeah. we just actually use spices. whereas like if you're cooking meat all the time <laughs> I feel like you don't have to do that but then you never get really good at cooking yeah that's so true i when i first started my cooking journey did not know how to mix the different spices and blend different ingredients and i grew up uh, i had two phases of my life i gr- was brought into this world by teenage parents, but my dad went into the Navy full-time right after he found out that I was going to be born. And I lived with my grandparents during that time. They were retired and they both were very interested in food. My grandpa was a Japanese gardener here in the Central Valley and my uh, Central Valley of California. uh, And my grandma was a Mexican woman who took his food and made us delicious meals from scratch. And so they were very rich in plants and fresh foods. But then I went and moved in with my dad and we ate like bachelors. So I moved in with him when I was (laughs) 11 years old and I loved hamburger helper. I loved hot dogs with chili. I loved top ramen, mac and cheese, you name it. We ate like bachelors. That's just how it went. And (laughs) and so I didn't develop the cooking skills because I was too young when I was living with my grandma and I relied heavily on packaged foods. And so uh, going into learning how to cook vegetarian and and then plant-based later on, I had to experiment. And what I did was I would go to the library and uh, check out books. And I would invite a few friends over for, we called it Womanly Wednesdays. And we would watch (laughs) a rom-com and make food together where we all brought different ingredients because we were all uh, very budget conscious and trying to save money and uh, didn't have a lot of money. So oh we would cook together and make these huge meals where uh, maybe it would be like a big pot of vegetable soup with a loaf of bread and a salad. And everybody brought certain ingredients and we shared the cost, shared the food and also had a meaningful time together. So it was a really beautiful experience, yes. but it allowed me to play with things in recipes, like ingredients and recipes that may be too expensive. So if some, if kale was called for, but spinach was what I had on hand already, I would say, hope this works and (laughs) give it a try. And and so that's really how it happened. That's what I do all the time. Yes. (laughs) And in plant-based on a budget, quick and easy, uh, my new cookbook, I actually have lines in every recipe that just say, 
my tips and they're for the reader to customize each of the recipes based Mm. on their own preference, because that's how I cook. I Mm -hmm. take something as a guide and I change it up based on my family's preferences, based on what I have on hand. And I'll say things like, well, well, that didn't work. Try to swap this out Uh, or, or it did work. Yes. I love the tip of doing this with a community, Mm -hmm. exploring something, especially going back to what you said at the beginning about familiarity being a barrier sometimes to trying new things or exploring a different way of life or eating. But then when we bring other people into it and we can do it together, you've got that element of familiarity. And then Mm -hmm. also just like sharing the cost together and having fun cooking together, probably learning new skills, trying new things. Like There's so much that I love Mm -hmm. about your Womanly Wednesdays. It doesn't have to be called that, but oh, it's so amazing. And there are a lot of other ways to do this too, like food sharing. I love food sharing. Uh, that is my love language. I want to feed you and I want to celebrate your birthday by making you a big cake. So that is how I express love. And there are a lot of ways to save money and time in the kitchen by using those practices, whether you're cooking together and making a big, giant, giant batch of food and having your friends bring their Tupperware so that they can take them home for leftovers and you can have leftovers. Or another thing that I've done in the past is if I'm making a dish for dinner, maybe I'll ask my coworker to also make a double batch for dinner and we can swap the other one. So if I'm making two casseroles and you're making two casseroles that are both different, you can swap the next day so that you're not having to make two separate dishes by two separate recipe ingredients, yet you still share food and cut back on the labor and time in the kitchen. Yes, totally. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, we get uh, a lot of our single listeners asking like, how do I meal plan and make like this full recipe mm-hmm. and then I don't want to eat it for the next five days. Oh. What a great idea. And like just emphasizing further the value of community and doing this thing in community to be able to like, hey, I'm just going to cut it in half and then we can like oh. swap. Like, yes, <sighs> I also have a tip for the single listener and maybe the single listener who's an introvert and doesn't have or maybe want a big community. So Mm -hmm. I actually have had that experience a hundred million times where I've made a big pot and then I hated it five days later. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one thing that I've really loved doing, and I include some notes on this in in my book too, are if I make a big batch of chili or um, soup. I'll take split pea soup, for example. I will make it very plain the first day. It'll be very plain. And then the next day I will take a ladle and I'll spice it differently with nutritional yeast. And now it's got a cheesy flavor. The next day I'll take another ladle and I'll put some hickory smoke in there and it's going to have a smoky flavor. Now the next day I'll take another ladle and I'll put lemon juice and some sriracha and maybe some pepper. And now it's got a tangy, spicy taste. And so you can put in the effort, make a pretty plain dish and change up the flavors every day so that you really have a slightly different experience and not hate it 
a week mm. later. Oh, I thought you were going to say you make a bunch and you put some in the freezer, which is still a really great tip. We love the freezer, <laughs> but you're blowing wow. my mind yes. right now. I'm taking it to oh the next gosh. level. Oh. I think you've just done a beaut like you have beautifully emphasized how eating more plant based does not have to be more expensive that it can there are tons of ways that it can save you money. I feel like in the times where I've seen people spend a lot on it, it's like the times where they're trying to replace like mm. product for product. Um, so like doing the plant-based pizza, buying the ready-made frozen one, (laughs) it's like obviously going to be more expensive, but also I think I, and I am, I have been guilty of this, um, in my early days of doing like procrastinating spending. So like, instead of, (laughs) yes, I did. It was it was inspired by a friend of mine who like wanted to get back into running. And so he bought new running shoes, new running shirts, <laughs> shorts, everything, and then never got back into running. But he he thought he was doing something because he was spending money on the thing. Mm-hmm. And that was the same with like um like going vegan or vegetarian is okay, I'm gonna buy all of these foods that are vegan and vegetarian and totally do an overhaul of my kitchen and get ready and, and then never, never follow through. <laughs> and but they feel like Uber they've done eats. something because they've spent money on it. And I have done <sighs> this before. And that's where that's where we find ourselves thinking, mm. oh, this is too expensive. Mm. But the reality is that in going small and doing these just small common sense things, like, oh, it is it saves you so much money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love uh, I love what you just said, because it reminds me of a book that I read quite some time ago called Born to Run. And it was pretty much the same thing. Stop buying fitness gear. Get <laughs> yeah. into running first. Yeah. Try it out. See if you like it. And then maybe 50 miles, 100 miles after of, of running later. Get new shoes yeah. first, mm-hmm. then put in another 50 miles or 100 miles, then get new pants. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to come before the actual doing of the thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's such a good comparison. Yeah. Try the lentils, try the black beans yes. before the tempeh and the tofu <laughs> yes. and the seitan. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Start small and not all at the same time. Like one yeah. plant-based meal. Also, start and then keep trying because I hated brown rice. I had never had brown rice before and I did not like it to like the 10th try. So sometimes <laughs> you have to try it like 10 times and then you might like it. They it's- do say that. I think the 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 research, I'm using air quotes, is <laughs> you have to try something 11 times before you acquire Whoa. a taste for it if it's a new thing. Also, it takes yeah, you like 10 wow. times to figure out how to make brown rice, I think, like 10 times mm. of making it to start making it right. I make it like pasta now so i'll just put a lot of water in oh, and then drain oh, it at oh, the end drain it. then you yeah. never run out of water you never worry yeah. about it being too dry wow so that's my that's my brown rice okay too. wow my favorite part about spring cleaning is that post clean clarity when i'm like wow i can finally think clearly how was i functioning in that mess before it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when mint mobile has phone plans for 15 dollars a month 
when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. So let's talk a little bit about the time involved with plant-based, because especially if we're following these tips for the less expensive foods that are not the prepackaged, that are not like necessarily the pre-prepared, like how can we cut the time cost of going plant-based? Or does it even, do you even find that it costs more time? It can. Uh, When I started plant-based on a budget, I had very little money. I was negative a lot of money. And then the cash I had in my life was very little. And so I made a lot of the food that I ate from scratch. I made my bread. I made my uh, pasta sauces. And I really, if I wanted to eat that way, because I just, I had more time at that point in my life, than I had money. I made it work. But now I have more uh, disposable income than I do time. I feel like I'm super stressed, strapped for time. And I splurge now on a can of beans instead of making my beans from scratch. Not 100% of the time, but uh, that's something that's a good example of what I would splurge on now, even though it's so much more economical to make yeah. them yourself <laughs> and and they taste better. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I, I will say you, you can spend a lot of time, but some of the ways to avoid that are thinking simply. It, doesn't have to be an elaborate meal. You can make uh, maybe a pot of brown rice for the week and throw things together like a hummus wrap or a burrito with a can of beans and your rice and some tomatoes and some lettuce and um, salsa and 
that's your lunch for the week or put some hummus and vegetables. So that's something that's quick and easy. Pasta with frozen veggies, a can of cannellini beans and uh, red sauce. Also very quick, easy, familiar. It doesn't take more than 15 minutes to throw any of those meals together. So that's when I am um, on the go. I, I tend to, or, or trying to get out of the kitchen as quickly as possible. Those are the meals that I rely on. But the style of eating that I do at home the most is cooking a legume or, and a grain and then mix and matching those throughout the week. So I'll throw them in a soup with veggies. I'll throw them in a, a burrito. I'll do some fried rice with some brown rice and some vegetables. And uh, and I use tofu. I use beans. I use lentils. I use split peas. I use different types of lentils, red, brown, green. So there are a lot of protein sources that are very inexpensive. And you can play with those to decide which ones you like better. Uh, but I use one of those, a grain, and then either a store-bought sauce or a sauce that I make, plus some vegetables. And I throw them all together and mix and match them throughout the week. That's my style of eating, but there are a lot of others. You can do the one pot thing that I mentioned earlier with the soup or a chili and change it up. You can do the uh, freezer-friendly meals that you mentioned earlier. And there's a way of meal prepping for everybody. Again, it sounds like a spectrum of however you want to intersect. You can mm -hmm. find a way that doesn't take a lot of time and you can find a way that takes a ton of time. Mm -hmm. And I also yes. like how you're giving yourself permission to trade off time and money. Sometimes we don't have mm -hmm. a surplus of both. Sometimes we have a surplus of neither. <laughs> but but um, sometimes it's, it, you know, you've got more than one than the other. And so figuring out what kind of trade off works for us, yep. maybe. Maybe we've got a little bit more money than time, so I'm willing to pay for convenience. Or I've got more time than money, so I'm going to do a lot of the things myself. And that's just a really helpful kind of foundational concept here. I love that you said that because it also puts your head into thinking what actually costs more. And if you value your time at a certain amount and then you look at the thing, we'll say beans or pizza dough is $2 at Trader Joe's and can sometimes you, I can put together two personal pizzas with that versus it will take me about an hour to make pizza dough. If I do it from scratch and I let it rest, uh, what am I valuing my time at and making those decisions based on what's going to actually cost you more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of a spectrum and making decisions, I resonated a lot with you when you were describing like growing up and the difference between being with your grandparents and then being with your dad and kind of <laughs> what the eating landscape looked like. And I think you're describing a lot of people's households now when you've got maybe one spouse who wants to eat one way and another oh, yeah. or partner who wants to eat a different way. And I can kind 
kind of relate just personally <laughs> with the way that my husband enjoys eating. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I am down for, like, a good mac and cheese. Um, but there are times when I'll go a little bit more healthy, plant-based, and sometimes he's on board, sometimes he's not. So, like, for someone like me or anyone else who, who can relate to that situation, do you have any advice for maybe one person wants to go plant-based, but the partner loves meat or loves bachelor eating. They just can't get away from their ramen <laughs> and hot dogs. I uh, do like hot dogs too, though. I have, I have a different scenario in my house where yeah. even though I eat pretty healthy-ish, my husband eats super ultra healthy and uh, doesn't use oil and doesn't like salt and all the things I think are tasty. Uh, and so the way I get around that is I make an, an, a way that I think you can do this if your uh, partner wants to eat meat or cheese um, is at, make a make a meal that is pretty plain again. Um, and then I take the, we'll say, um, pasta and sauce. And in mine, I can really flavor it up with what I want. I can saute my own veggies if I want. Um, but in his, I've used the same pasta and the same sauce, and he can be responsible for what goes in that. I can put some um, vegan cheese if I wanted that. I can put in, you name it, whatever mm -hmm. he doesn't like, that's what I can do. I hate mushrooms. I know I'm the worst vegetarian, but um, in his, he loads his up with mushrooms. He'll put nutritional yeast for that cheesy flavor. And I I don't want that pasta. So uh, <laughs> you can make a same base and then take it and create your own preferences yeah. using that base. Negotiation station. I love that, that your tip isn't, <laughs> here's just how to manipulate them into your way of thinking and doing, but oh, no. here's a way that you both can get what you want and, and need and value mm -hmm. and there's space for that. Yes. It's wonderful. Yeah, I have been vegan for 16 years now. And there's one thing I've learned is that you cannot force anyone to do anything. Mm -mm. You can only be kind and loving and hope that they will support you and accommodate you. And I have found that approach. My friends want to make sure that I'm included. So often they'll look for a vegetarian restaurant or they'll make mostly everything, all the sides at Thanksgiving, vegan, except the protein on the table so that I can enjoy all of them. So that has been my experience. And I've tried a lot of different approaches. That's the one that works. It's really hard to try to push someone into something that they don't want to do and they can resent you. They can make life harder for you. But if you just say, you know, this is what I'm doing. If you want to change yours up, I'll give you the meal before I dress mine in the way that I want to. Yeah, we had a, a similar experience because I was a vegetarian when I met my husband. And for the first, I guess, five, six years of our relationship until I got pregnant and I craved a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. <laughs> and I and, and that was it. And And I just, I would cook only vegetarian and he never stopped eating meat. Like he would eat it if he went out somewhere, but I wouldn't buy it. If it was in the house, he bought it and like, or it was leftovers. And he was very, I mean, I'm very lucky in that he was very, you know, 
okay with that happening. He's he's like, I wouldn't eat healthy on my own. So mm-hmm. this is kind of like <laughs> the only way I would eat healthy. <laughs> and sometimes he says he misses it. And then other times he says, I'm glad you cook meat. So I don't know. But I do, yeah, I do like cook half like vegan or vegetarian meals every week. So but yeah, I think it was really if he wanted meat, he was on his own. And it's not like I was like, oh, meat can't be in my house. But yeah, I wasn't going to cook it. That's how my um, my best friend from childhood, she told her husband, this is what I'm making. And if you want to do your meat, if you want to cook your chicken, you can do that and add it to the meal that I make if you really want to. And he was gung-ho about it for like five seconds and then realized how much effort it was to put in the time to mm-hmm. one. He I, he bought this like big giant Costco pack of chicken and he was like, I'm never going to eat this if you're not eating it. It's like, it's taking up so much space. So uh, one, he was thinking, Gosh, I did. I wish I didn't buy that big thing because now I don't want to do it. He did the runner thing. He, uh-huh. uh, he bought the the product spending. before he realized he did not want to cook. Before he gave it a chance. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Procrastinating. spending. Do you know what? We always give a chance and it hits all ends mm-hmm. of the spectrum. Never procrastinate this one. Mm. The, the bill, bill of the week. for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Tony, every week we invite our listeners and our guests to share with us a bill that they love, hate, lost, gained, whatever. It's vague for a reason. A person named Bill. Tony, we would love to hear yours. I very, very rarely go to Starbucks, but I went there and someone before me paid for my bill. And I knew that that was a thing that happens to other people. And it's like (laughs) something you hear exists, but not to me. And I almost hugged that person. We weren't like post-COVID times and people were a little bit weird about hugging. <laughs> like, uh, stay away from me. Um, I probably, I, I couldn't believe it. It was so nice. And it made me want to be in a place where I could do that too. Aw, that's, that's so cool. sweet. What did you end up getting? I got a, a hot chocolate <laughs> with soy milk. I don't know why that sounds like so adorable to me. I don't think I've heard like a grown adult talk about getting hot chocolate in so long and it's so endearing. Yes. It was delicious. Yes. And especially with soy milk because I still order soy milk at Starbucks. I know it's like not in anymore. But oh, I, it's not, <laughs> I know. It's not on know. trend I, anymore. It's not I'm old school about it too. I like <laughs> yes. Wow. Oh well, I'm great. not a big Starbucks fan, so that'd be the only way to get me there is if someone else bought mine. <laughs> so I'm here for it. I'm here for that bill, just in a different perspective. <laughs> 
Oh man, if anyone listening has a bill where someone else maybe paid for you, bought you your hot maybe chocolate, your barista's name or was your Bill, chocolate milk, or your barista, yeah. Bill, you know we're here for the people mm-hmm. named Bill. We don't get enough of them. <laughs> Visit frugalfriendspodcast.com/slash/bill, be a bill, or leave a bill. The choice is yours. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features, but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing. And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. And now it's time for the lightning round. Pew, pew, pew. pew. All right. For this week's lightning round, we will all take turns answering this question. Tony, Tony already answered this like a ton of times, but I'm I think still so. excited for her answer. Um, what's your favorite inexpensive plant-based meal to make? Tony. This is the vulnerability oh, round. This the, yeah, this is her vulnerability <laughs> round. It gets a little less I, vulnerable when we have a guest, but... Um, I love soup. Uh, soup is so comforting to me. And some people say that they love soup in soup season, but here in Sacramento, it gets like 110 degrees and I'm still eating soup. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know. I can't... I have a soup season. And so there's only a few months a year that I can eat soup. The closest I get to eating soup is chili. Mm. But then I got to have it with rice or something. But I do love a soup. soup I love a soup. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's your your go-to right now? uh, Right now, I've been loving a super vegetable heavy, but with a like a clear broth. And um, I do a little tofu cube so that I can feel like it's chicken noodle like. And I'll put in a pasta or something like that to make mm-hmm. it hearty or, um, yes. or white rice. My grand, like um, 
like a chicken and rice type soup with mm. um, white rice. That's delicious too. I love the word hearty. Mm-hmm. Like if you tack on the term hearty to any meal, I am here for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love a minestrone. Minestrone, mm. however you say it, with a little yeah. shell pasta and mm-hmm. veggies. Mm. Yes. What about you, Jen? Okay. Okay, so I f- I don't want to toot my own horn. Please don't. That sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I have perfected two things in the kitchen and only two things. I am not a chef. I have perfected the kale salad. Yeah, you have. So in ca- mm-hmm. in salad season, I am making delicious kale salad. Yeah, you have. I'll and I will attest. do this like um, kind of mayonnaise based dressing. I make my own dressings and you can use like a, a plant based mayonnaise with, um, oh my gosh, it's just, you use the mayonnaise instead of oil and then like an apple cider vinegar and other stuff and strawberries and walnuts. Yum. Uh, oh, sounds delicious. Oh, yes. My stomach literally just grumbled. I wish <laughs> I wish I had you my, my, yeah, yes. I really, I really grumbled. You might go back and listen to it. You might hear it. A hearty oh, kale salad. I love, I, and it's so much better the next day. You just got to massage it. Count to 60, massage your kale. Or if it's not salad season, I have also perfected crispy tofu. Mm. Which is hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, So I will put tofu in everything and even my husband loves it <laughs> even um, him yes so i'll i will mix it the secret is and i got this from i think cookie and kate the secret is um a tablespoon of soy a tablespoon of oil and a tablespoon of cornstarch just make mm. up that slurry <laughs> toss your cubes in bake yeah, that is slurry. Slurry. Yeah, cornstarch <laughs> slurry. I like that word too. Yes. Um, you can use like liquid aminos too if you're not on gluten. But like, yes, like that is that is everything. <laughs> I'll put it in the kale salad. The other day, she's not I with made, us anymore. I'm she not, her mind is on food. I made right a warm now. kale salad <laughs> with the tofu. And uh, oh my gosh, I put uh, I quinoa. I roasted some butternut squash. It had some quinoa um, and some almonds. I think yeah, maybe pepitas. I don't know. I don't wow. know. What my cr- oh gosh, yes. And so it was warm when I served it, and then next day for leftovers, it was a cold kale salad. <sighs> so it was like that's 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 mm. Tony's thing. Mm-hmm. It's right yeah. out of Tony's <laughs> book. Yeah. But my husband yeah. did call me the next day and was like, <laughs> "Should I microwave this?" It feels weird to microwave a salad. I'm like, no. I mean, it should feel weird. No, you no, no, you shouldn't. No, you want to know what Jen's real response was? Because I, she was at my house and I heard her on the phone with her husband. She's like, these are the kinds of decisions you need to be able to make on your own. I was I'm like, what? What was happening? She's like, yeah, that was Travis. I'm like, why was did joking? You? Okay, I couldn't tell. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> I, was, I was just telling I was like I was like dude you gotta like you gotta make these decisions for your life you know like you gotta you gotta know thyself <laughs> yes oh. yep 
Um, for me, it's a, like a chickpea rice bowl with all sorts of other goodies into it. But I love what can happen with chickpeas with a variety of yeah. Oh, yeah. seasoning, baked. They get just a nice mm. crisp to them. Oh. And and then other veggies thrown into there, and that's fun for me. Yeah, I did a chickpea mm-hmm. and sweet potato curry last night. I was just saying, ooh. Oh, nice. Great. I just made this recently, and then I saw you that night. We <laughs> went, like, midnight bowling, and which was fun. And, and my husband was like, oh, no, I'm really hungry. Why am I so hungry? I'm like, well, because normally we're not up at this time and your body's just now like expending energy. But also I did make just a vegetarian meal. He's like, I think it because there wasn't any meat in the dinner tonight. <laughs> and then Jen's sitting there. She's like, no, it's because you didn't put enough protein in your meal. And that was fun. <laughs> That little exchange. That was a fun exchange we just recently had. But see, that's what happens, I think, sometimes, is there's, like, these ideas around Mm -hmm. what it means to be plant-based. Yeah, that it's not going to get enough food. But you can. You can get enough food Mm -hmm. and all your nutrients. You just don't stay up till midnight bowling. That's the trick. Really? When you said midnight, I was like, ooh. Yeah, anybody's going to need a snack at midnight. I know. They are. They really are. And this one's pregnant, so... I know. She was the real hero. I spent all day conserving my energy for that outing. (laughs) It was a special occasion. So, well, Tony, thank you so much for joining us. Please tell everyone where they can find more from you, find your book, etc., Thank you so much for having me. And I loved our conversation. People can find me at plantbasedonabudget.com. My book is called Plant Based on a Budget Quick and Easy, and it's available anywhere you buy books and at plantbasedonabudgetcookbook.com. And I'm on Instagram at plantbasedonabudget. Amazing. Just everywhere, plant-based on a budget. There you go. So great. Easy. (laughs) Thanks for being with us, Tony. Thank you. Thank you again. We hungry now, though. We are. I had to go get some food before we we recorded this outro. (laughs) She not lying. (laughs) I'm also super pregnant. I'm always hungry. So there's that. Oh, Um, I, I, anytime we have a guest and I walk away with tips, it's so it's a glorious mm -hmm. day. And I feel like win, 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 win. I hope you listening have something to take away, whether you're going to go like all in on all plant-based or you're going to intersect with it and dabble and become familiar. There's tips throughout here. And my biggest takeaway is that community learning piece. I loved that, like trying Mm -hmm. something new, but with others. Yeah. Mm. I love the permission she gave to, to start slow, Yeah, to go take your time, start small, one meal a week, is all is all it takes. Try it out. Don't procrastinate trying to like change everything at once. Just try it a little bit. Chances are a lot of us are already eating a few meals mm-hmm. that are at least vegetarian. Yeah, you don't have week. to identify like change your identity <laughs> yeah. to do this. That's you don't so have true. to become 
anything, any stereotype that you don't want to identify with. You can find the radical middle yeah. even here. I loved, I love, love, love that. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, many of you know we have a membership for our listeners who are paying off debt where we do monthly money challenges. We actually just did an eat at home challenge. Um, and we also got accountability groups, book clubs, all, all kinds of stuff. The book club uh, episodes you hear on the show, our members will read together in our club. And it's really awesome. So we want to congratulate one of our members for a big win. This one's from Jacqueline. Uh, and it says gratitude. She says, I just wanted to share my gratitude for Frugal Friends Club after receiving blank stares, excuses about their own financial life, outright hostility, or a change of subject from friends. I shared my no spend move towards debt free living journey with. She goes, Hey, I understand that finances are a loaded subject. I'm not taking it personally. I realized that if I'm going to have community around this, it isn't with the people I currently spend time with. And it may have even been a part of the reason it took me so long to make a move in the direction I wanted to go in. Not that I'm absolving myself from responsibility. I need to do some work on my boundaries as well. <laughs> I'm so glad you all are here. Praise hands. Jacqueline, that's legit. And I think so many people's stories and experiences. Mm -hmm. It's hard to read and hear that you experience so much hostility and some of the ways that you wanted to manage your own personal finances. But there is a reality to others finding a different lifestyle offensive. It could mm -hmm. feel like an, an attack on the way that they are choosing to live. And sometimes that can lead to some mm -hmm. hostility, but not allowing that to inhibit you from choosing something that you know is right for yourself and finding the community that's going to support you, even if it's online. And we know that online communities can be of great support. It might not be exactly the same thing as being in person with, with other people and kind of doing life in that regard. But there is a touch point and connection that is very real, that we can still get what we need from others and relationships through the internet and through clubs like the Frugal Friends mm -hmm. Club. So congratulations. I'm so glad that that you're there in yes. the club. Jacqueline, we, we need people in our immediate, you know, with us physically, but we don't need to get everything from them. If we need something different, you can go seek it somewhere else and there's no shame in that. I'm so glad you found your place in Frugal Friends Club. So thank you for listening. If you want to check out the membership, if you're experiencing something like that, then head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club. Check out all the courses, interviews, challenges, all the stuff we've got inside in addition to the community and the accountability groups. See you next time. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. I forgot what we were doing for a second. I was thinking about midnight bowling. I thought about that too. And I'm like, always, we should, we, we hang out a lot outside of the podcast. And I'm like, we should, I guess we should like post that on social media or something. Uh, and did you take I'm, any pictures? No, not no, a single neither. one. Yeah. And then I'm like, then we, you know, have conversations like we did at bowling the other night. I was like, we, this isn't even suitable for social media. Yeah. This isn't, well, we don't have to tell people weirdos. what we're talking about. We're, yeah, I guess. <laughs> we're absolute weirdos. <laughs>
Oh. But you are not a nerd, Jill. That's the one <laughs> distinction we make. Jill is not a nerd. She weird, though. Yeah. I learned that just some, you know, some of the conversation that we can let our listeners in on was all the salacious content you know about Miley Cyrus and her recent song. You know, when you are almost bedridden um, because of pregnancy, because of pregnancy, you find a lot of information out that otherwise you would not have cared to know <laughs> and still don't really care to know. Yeah. But um, you have to make yourself useful in some way. Yeah. You know, when you can't be physically useful. Yeah. And, and you, you're useful in getting the celeb goss. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, will definitely do a Wikipedia search of a celebrity for the greater good. (laughs) And I appreciate that. And something I learned about you, Jen, is that you bowl your best when you (laughs) dedicate your frame to One Direction. (laughs) So here's the context of that story. The this One Direction song comes on at the bowling alley. At the bowling alley. Mm -hmm. And Jill's like, what happened to One Direction? Are they still a band? And I'm like, oh I think it's just Harry Styles. I think the rest of them died. (laughs) To which I go, really? Because I'm not up on the celeb goss. Celeb goss. I'm like, how like how intense and traumatic is and I that just like regaled that they would all being gone. I just regaled like everyone with like very specific details about Miley Cyrus's like life. Yeah. And so I'm the expert here. Right. In this in this Scenario. you know five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you're starting a rumor there now, now that we're like putting it on air. No, I, was, I was joking. I, I don't know where One Direction is. Yeah. I just see a lot from Harry Styles and but I don't you know did the bowl others. and had a moment of silence for yeah. the other members and of One Direction it, it, it that aren't Harry Styles. Turn. Yeah, it became my turn. And I was like, I want to dedicate this frame, which I learned it's That's called a frame. It, yeah, not a round. Not it's a round. Frame. Yeah. Not an inning. Definitely not that. Uh, and I was like, I'd like to dedicate this frame to the fallen members of One Direction. <laughs> And that was really the my best the frame. Best. The best I almost bowling. called it around again. <laughs> the best, best bowling round. you did. Yes, Jen. What was your final score? I don't know, like 85. <laughs> yeah. Was the best one. No I bumpers though. No bumpers. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of me. I'd like to thank me. Yeah, the one time that taking the boundaries away was a good thing. Jill actually beat all of us. Jill is a <laughs> professional bowler. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh my I god, you did like 122. Like yeah. I do remember your score because it was higher than all of ours, all the boys except for Eric. Yeah, yeah, Eric got, beat me by 2 points. You were the you guys were the best bowlers. But again, I'm not a nerd. <laughs> she's not a nerd. But nerds are great. There's nothing she's, wrong with being a nerd. I wish I was a nerd. She's just extremely talented <laughs> at nerdy things. <laughs> If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.